The let's introduce all right, yourselves all right. first. <laughs> all right, we all know the drill. I'm Colin. I'm Matt. The mouth sounds coming from that were muted uh. half the movie <laughs> and just read it like a book. <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, we haven't even said what movie, and it's, this is already an incredible conversation. The movie is oh Alphaville. Oh, <laughs> All right. God. Let's get the, the, the stuff out of the way so we can really get to the heart of this conversation, which I feel is going to be f- vaguely Nashville-esque. Based yeah. on... <laughs> oh, boy. oh, boy. So, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> this okay. is your pick. Speak, speak on it for a bit before we... Did you think it was breathless like I thought Nashville was the same? <laughs> <laughs> I really couldn't have known what this was going to be like. I thought so much, and it delivered so little. Um, okay, Alphaville, Jean-Luc Godard, uh, classic sci-fi noir. Is it classic? Sorry, I think sorry, Metropolis would be classic. Uh, but that's not like a noir. This is like one of the first examples of like Minority Report or oh, okay. Inception, where these... It's these kind of, you know, noir conceits uh, with sci-fi laid over it. Uh, It's about a detective who goes to a town and is told things and then does stuff. Are you sure Uh, that that's what it's about? You know, who fucking knows? (laughs) I uh, think I, like, saw that this was a movie that was a sci-fi noir, and I was like, I should see that movie, because that seems like something I would like. Uh, Everyone who's listened to the pod and who is a friend of mine knows that I am bad with old movies. (laughs) Old movies, most of the time, meaning anything pre-60s. This is 60s. It feels like it was from the 40s. uh, And the quality of the production in most of the movie looks like it's from like the 20s and is the the same building maybe it's it's just a confounding movie movie to me i really wanted i was like maybe i'm just bad with old movies and then constantly i was like what the fuck is happening who are any of these people and what do i care about this uh that's my initial take. I chose it for that reason alone. It was on Canopy, and I was like, cool. And, uh, yeah. I don't have a lot of notes, but I feel like this is going to be a good conversation. Well, wait, Tierney, you've got to say your, yeah. your initial reaction. So, uh, I have to say that initially I was wary because I <laughs> feel like... I've seen a couple of Godard films, and I feel like he is deliberately antagonistic to the audience and i oh i I don't really like him no i prefer francois truffaut um but no so i was initially just like uh this is gonna be a chore (laughs) (laughs) a chore is the perfect word for it but there are cool like elements to him so it's not like entirely like a waste of time 
Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I did want to say, and this is just a complete non sequitur, is I uh, pitched it to my boyfriend with that exact thing. I was like, he's antagonistic. And he's like, oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> so we watched the first 15 or the first half until I, I started to fall asleep naturally. Um, and I wrote down some of the things he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yes from the first half of the movie uh why is he talking into an orange <laughs> <laughs> he does everything with his gun i like this is he he's going to shoot the door for her so she can get out hey he doesn't touch doorknobs uh i'm surprised he didn't shoot the number into the telephone <laughs> that's a terribly installed light bulb <laughs> the shooting the lighter on with a gun it was, was ridiculous wild <laughs> just a wild moment for the first five minutes of this movie where i was like is this what we're playing with like what what is the what reality is this where he's like bang and then the, it's just like i can light a cigarette now it's like what the fuck is what <laughs> And then he shot the two boobs. Yeah. <laughs> it was so uh, ridiculous. It set the pace for what you thought was going to be a very different movie than what ended up happening. Yeah. Here's one other thing I'll say. <laughs> um, like I do with a lot of old movies, I can see the merit of the ideas. And I think this movie would be very cool as a remake. Um, and there, there are a lot of things that are easily, like, uh, explored more, uh, and, uh, done something with. The idea of, like, a supercomputer, Westworld, and devs, uh, have been touched on, uh, touching on these same things, of, like, this computer that's too smart, and that, um, that, like, the, uh, it, it's, like, only so controlled by humanity and then it spins out of control and uh hurts him i don't know what i'm saying i'm just rambling because i don't know this like i just feel like uh a detective movie with like a supercomputer and uh like robots that are all over the place and have these like catchphrases like i'm fine like or like don't ask me i'm fine or whatever they they write it I'm good, or yeah, I'm fine, thanks for asking. Yeah, which, like, at first you're just like, what's happening? And then when you hear it over and over again, you're like, oh, it's all the robots have that program to say. So there's, like, stuff like that. Uh, But it's just an impenetrable movie, I found. I, like, didn't know who anyone was until I (laughs) stopped it and was like, I gotta read the Wikipedia entry at least a little bit to know where I've been so far. And then it was I like, didn't even know it was the future until like 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, it just, it like, nothing about the setup makes any sense. Like, it's supposedly a different planet, but he drove there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh like, what? like what the fuck are the, what's, what is that all about outer and then, countries but it sounds like it's still countries like normal countries yeah and like, like there's a reference new to new york later that's like what what like, oh, <laughs> it's like none of it makes any sense and like i 
I like the idea of, like, I think it's fun that this is, like, considered sci-fi. And I can, tech, like, I can see, yes, it is sci-fi. Like, there is a supercomputer. There is, like, some sort of super intelligence. Like, I, I get that. I'm not arguing it's not sci-fi. But I do think that, like, it's interesting, an interesting idea that, like, this is not a traditional sci-fi, right? Like, there's not, like, it's not super futuristic. It's just, like, you know. So, I, I like, that's an interesting idea. But, like, I just didn't understand any of, like, what I was supposed to care about. I didn't understand what, like, any character's motivations were. Like, and it was hard to tell, like, who was who. Yeah. Like, there, like when he first gets to the hotel and he goes up there and there's a girl there and then there's somebody else there that's trying to kill him. And you're like, was this person here the whole time? Did this person yeah. sneak in? Like, nothing's ever really clear. I, it's 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 just so baffling from top to bottom and every yeah. single time i was just like i don't know what's happening I, maybe i should i don't know but i'm just gonna keep powering through so that it's over and i don't have to be watching it anymore it's <laughs> <laughs> like my like my main thing but at one point i decided to just do other things this is after i fell asleep the following day i was like i'm gonna do other things and test my french <laughs> <laughs> and like listen to the movie and like keep looking at it you know but yeah i uh constantly found myself forgetting that i was supposed to be reading dialogue and yeah. like drifting in my attention uh met i i definitely thought maybe i was too high for it because i was like <laughs> i can't track anything i can't make heads or tails of any relationship or location until I read that Wikipedia entry, and I was like, oh, okay, so he's, like, supposed to find this guy, and now he's found him. Okay, this is where the movie starts. But everything is just, like, vaguely done. Like, even that character, Dixon's death, where he's, like, with the robot prostitute, I guess, and then, like, starts dying, and then, like, oh, summons man. Lemmy over, and is like, Alpha 60, you've gotta kill it. And then, and like, then taking pictures of them canoodling. Him taking pictures, pictures <laughs> of everything was... I. What was the note that I wrote about that? Because uh, I used... Oh, I didn't. Uh, I found it infuriating. That's what I felt about it. I was like, stop <laughs> taking pictures of everything. Yeah, it was well, really like, annoying. Because he it made was it super... so, like, deliberate... Well, it was weird because, yeah. like, he was sometimes, like, trying to be subtle. Like, I think the one where he's, like, the camera just, like, starts coming up. So, like, Dixon or whatever is having sex with that prostitute and he's, like, Lemmy is hiding behind the wardrobe door. And then he, like, stands up and, like, brings the camera up kind of subtly. But then it literally flashes and makes an old-timey camera sound. It's, like... Are we trying to be subtle or are we not trying to be subtle? Like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. It's it, everything about this movie is just so confusing, needlessly. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Although, here, so <laughs> I am not at all familiar with French New Wave directors. Like, that's just like not Same. a thing that I've ever like spent any time doing. Literally, the first movie I saw was when we did 400 Blows for our first film festival, which I actually did. Did you see he was did... in this movie? No. 
Yeah. <laughs> of course I didn't see that. <laughs> the little uh, boy? Yeah. <clears throat> He's like 18 or 20 in the movie, but... Oh. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I really like that movie, and I know like that Godard is considered one of the best filmmakers of all time. So I was like, all right, like we'll see, we'll see what this is all about. But I knew nothing about him, and as you were saying, like I don't know if you guys saw me earlier, but as you were saying that he's antagonistic towards the viewer, I was just smiling and nodding because that's what I felt this entire movie was <laughs> just like, and this yeah. is usually the type of like up his own ass bullshit that I don't care for at all. And like, this is why I stopped watching Legion. Cause I thought the first season was good. And the second season I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like Noah Hawley is just so far up his own ass that I like, he's not telling a story. He's just like being clever and that I don't care for that. I want like, you can be clever, but you have to tell a story too. Right? Like, and and yeah. I, this movie just didn't do that. I felt like there were just so many flourishes where he's just, like, being clever. And, like, all the different, like, random cuts to other shit. And, like, like the blinking neon and, like, the, the physics equations and stuff. Like, it all just felt like he was just, like, like, look at some cool shit that I can do with my camera. But I was like, what's the point of any of this? Like, does this have anything to do with what's happening? And I don't think that it, and like, and I read the Wikipedia synopsis afterwards and they're like, I think the Wikipedia synopsis is being very generous to this movie. But it's it like, figured out stuff I was like, I had, I'm, uh, impenetrable. How did you figure that out? <laughs> who do you, how do you know that person's who you say it is? So it's, there are like techniques that, cause it's definitely more abstract and there are yeah. techniques that he's doing that I do think are cool, but they mm-hmm are well executed when they serve a purpose. Right. So, which I guess more or less adds on to what you're saying, but like the idea of like having a montage of like, uh, like, a like the first time he kills that dude in the apartment room, I thought that was like, I mean, it's old timey, but I thought it was like a cool way to cut it. Um, yeah. And so if you were to do like a murder scene and then put it like an image of like, something else really quick but it like serves a purpose in that montage like an abstract thing that's not in the room but like serves a purpose thematically I'm like on board for that but I didn't feel like yeah. it was just like science data <laughs> yeah. we got like 10 fact- minutes of that supercomputer at the end where God. I was just like oh he's like look at my set design look at it Look at it and some I, more. And then we'll kill the professor. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't show feel, you that. <laughs> uh, I feel like this movie exemplifies what I think is trash about old movies. Uh, <laughs> oh, I no. think <laughs> when you looked at, like, the E equals MC square, I interpreted uh, as, like, this is the best we can do with mod- with this technology we have now. Mm-hmm. to communicate the way a computer does thinking. I don't know. Like, we have mm. to show the idea of the science that goes into this computer and what it's built of. But you can tell that it's a neon light. Mm-hmm. It really requires you to be like, what is this? And 
later when we see the supercomputer, because all the elements look so unexceptional, which is on purpose, like no props or uh, like fake sci-fi things were used in the movie. It was all real locations and real objects. So it really looks unexceptional. But when we see the idea of the computer and it's just a fan, <laughs> it's like, okay, so is that part of it? And then it's like, no, that's it. That's like what the computer is. And then occasionally you get that light that like glows and then like go, fades away. But, and then like the microphones that are just like wobbling around his head. Mm -hmm. All these like parts build this robot, but they just look like functional mechanical things. They don't communicate anything about the character of Alpha 60. Uh, it doesn't invoke any dread. It's just like a fan. Can what were you going to say, Tierney? So I just was, as you were talking, I was thinking of like old movies like I know we mentioned, we've talked about Metropolis being a good sci-fi movie, especially for the time that it was made, and so I did a quick, quick little Google search there, because uh, I was like thinking of other ones. I don't, I don't know a lot, but I was like, two thousand one is a is a pretty good sci-fi movie, and they have like a pretty good grasp of what a supercomputer is. Yeah, <laughs> it came out three years after this movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Yeah, because there, there were, like, so oh, many. Boy. So, one. Oh, boy. That just has to do with budget, I think. <laughs> and, yeah. like, Storytelling? Truly yeah. well, I was going to say, I think, yeah. Um, and so, that's a confusing-ass story. Sure. Uh, so when he's, like, running around in Paris in his trench coat, I was just like, I don't care what he's doing, but I wish I was watching Les Samurai instead. Yep. I, thought then... the same thing. I was like, if we could have the protagonist of Les Samurai as the protagonist of this movie, one, I'd already be more interested, and two, I think it would add a lot to this movie. Yeah. And then, whenever the, the computer was talking, which Ugh. we will get to, <laughs> but whenever the computer was talking and it just, like, had that, like, light... All I was thinking about was like, man, I wish I was watching 2001 instead. <laughs> so, like, everything that happened, not everything, but so many things that happened in this movie were just like, man, I wish I was doing literally anything other than sitting on my couch <laughs> watching this. Like, it's so frustrating. But, like, Lay Samurai came out two years after this, and uh, 2001 came out three years after this. So, it's like, it's not like those movies that I, we we just name checked that we all like significantly better than this one, were like that much later. <laughs> like they, all, like, they the were contemporary films, and they like were good and did some cool and interesting and unique stuff. And this one was just like, eh, fuck it. Like, <laughs> and cares? they probably didn't even influence them because like two thousand one right. was probably filming at the same time. Oh. This probably took a, like a week to make, and then <laughs> two thousand one probably took like four years. Yeah, knowing Kubrick, probably like a decade. Like, yeah, and it was a book before that. Like, I don't know if this is based on anything besides uh, like something the tells I don't me think... no. I don't, yeah, I don't think Lemmy it is. Caution. Apparently this character, the, the protagonist, has been in, like, 50 movies. Which, like, 
who the fuck wants to watch this protagonist? I found this protagonist the worst r- repellent. I yeah. hated <laughs> watching him. That's such I an found, aggressive word, but also yes. <laughs> I found him visually uh, negatively interesting. I like, didn't want to look at him. When he I was found, on screen, you were like, "No, look away." Yeah. His like emotional. Uh, d- there's no emotion. Yeah, and he's not cool like Bogart. He's just like flat and bland, and like, and, like unmemorable. <laughs> yeah, and a psychopath. He fucking runs over a guy's head on purpose after like shooting him multiple times, and then says like. I don't care about talking anymore. I shoot first, and I'm too like too bored to care. And you're like, this is a dangerous, crazy man. <laughs> and for him to be like, I believe in passion and poetry. It's like, I mean, maybe Alphaville's better than you. Like, maybe they've got more of a handle of their shit than you seem to have, because you're crazy. Yeah, that's... The other thing is, like, I don't, like... Alphaville didn't seem that shitty. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, besides I, the assassinate, like, the executions. Right. And that was, like, okay. But that was, like, one scene. And then the rest of it is just, like, we do science here. We do all kinds of science. Yeah. It's very crazy. And it also wasn't mentioned until, like, an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah. They were, like, also yeah. they do executions. <laughs> okay. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Is it time to talk about that voice? Yeah, yeah, I think it might be. So, we can talk about the voice, but I do have one thing that I, that needs to be said. Yeah. Uh, I read this earlier today. Uh, the voice was done by uh, somebody who had a voice box because they their larynx was fucked up from cancer. So, like, I, I like... Now I feel like an asshole. I know. I think I am the, an asshole. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not an asshole. I just, like, I, last we night when I was watching... No, We couldn't know. <laughs> and that voice is very aggressive, and it's it sounds so uh, robotic, obviously, because it is. But that's also shitty to be like, that person with a, this, like, larynx box would be perfect to play an evil robot. So, like... Fuck Godard for even including it. I'd say we could talk about how it was used in the movie and how aggressive it was. Oh, yeah, we we definitely can and should still talk about it because it was, like, absolutely one of the first things I hated about this movie. And also, Tierney, uh, I did think of you because I was like, I don't care for this voice, but I can also tell that Tierney's going to hate the <laughs> mouth sounds that are happening around yeah, this voice. Like, there were... The vo- that, like, you could have a, a completely, like... Like, have your larynx fully intact. In fact, I can name people that are guests on some podcasts that I listen to. Where the, <laughs> the, the way that their tongue moves in their mouth or their, like, lips moving together, it, like, makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yeah. The voice I can't is... do it. <sighs> it's so aggressive in this movie, and it's, like... It just, it, I don't know if this is actually true or if it was just because I, like, I found the voice to be incredibly grating, but, like, it seemed like the voice was mixed on a louder volume than any other dialogue, so, like, mm-hmm. 
it's just every time it was on, I was like, I hate what's happening, and it's coming to me in like this aggressive fashion. That I like any time that voice was on, I was just like, I like legitimately like I will continue watching this movie because I made an agreement to watch this movie. But like, <laughs> if, if this were just something that I had just like, oh, this seems maybe interesting. Like if I were perusing Canopy on my own and saw it, mm-hmm. like I would have shut this thing off like. 30 seconds into the first time that that voice talks is it's just so so upsetting and not in yeah. like a, a fun way and just like a I hate this and this is like taking me out of the movie I remember there was the one scene where it was just like the the computer was monologuing for like what felt like 10 minutes I don't know if it actually <laughs> was 10 minutes but I was just like oh my god like I think I, think I feel like I'm going insane reading it yeah, like, I was just, like, I, f- I feel like I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. I can't handle. And it was just, yeah, the mouth sounds were really, really bad. Like, it sounded like whoever was doing the voice was, like, constantly grasping for air, which, like, maybe. Um, but also, like. Thing, pro- probably. Yeah, but, like, also felt like it sounded like they were, like, right on the cusp of, like, vomiting. Like, they were just like, I gotta get these words out before I throw up. And, again, maybe that's just, like, the voice box thing. I don't really know. But it's just, like, in the moment, not having the context, I was like, everything about this decision is turning me off in the mm-hmm. in the worst way. Here's the biggest crime. We have <laughs> two voiceovers in the movie. Two yeah. different characters. We have three. Who's the Who's the third? Is it the girl? or? Yeah, everyone, it's just, like... Uh, I don't know how to tell this story, so I'm just going to go into their thoughts for 15 minutes. Yeah. Pretty and much the fact everyone that you switching... see has a, their own voiceover. For, okay, if we're going to remake this movie, for example, don't have Alpha 60 talk at all until the protagonist meets him. Right. So that we have no concept of what this robot sounds like, or if it has a voice. We just know that it's a robot. And then put him in the room during the interrogation and have Alpha 60 speak for the first time and be very eloquent and be very reasonable and calm. The way Hell 9000 does. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, there are cool concepts. But yeah, like, hearing that voice and then the protagonist's voice that sounds basically the same, it's just like gravelly old man, is like... What? What? Why? Why are we doing this? And nothing they're saying means anything. It's just like, for two and two and one. For it is always two and two. And logic is... And you're like, shut the fuck up and explain <laughs> what is happening. Where is any of the plot? Kind of building off of what you said, Matt, uh, just now and then earlier, it is like a fuck you from Godard because if the if Alpha 60 is supposed to be like obviously the villain but it's supposed to be a scary thing and because there's no like face he was like oh this will be a scary voice which is Mm -hmm. like pretty shitty to do but then if you think about in terms of like a fear that like an audience member feels from a computer Hal's voice is so much scarier. Oh yeah. Well, it's actually oh, scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is scary. Yeah. <clears throat> it's yeah. It's as like tempered and reasonable and like an inarguable 
which is logic. That is the voice of logic. Of right. just like there is no emotion, and the the idea of like outlawing emotion is like oh god, again like. <laughs> How many times is this topic going to be talked about, like, for communism? Like, they even mention communism. And it's just like, God, what a fucking boring... And to say, like, oh, older movies, like, were able to do things before all the movies you see today. And they, like, inspired all these other movies. It's like, this one didn't. This one's (laughs) worse than any of the things it's like. And came out after that. So, like, what do we care about? And maybe nobody cares about this movie. But I feel like there's such a reverence towards older movies and it's got like a 7.1 on imdb and it's just like it's okay to say they didn't know what the hell they were doing and made the best of what they had and this is not a good story you can't track any of the characters there's no emotional uh resonance you feel nothing for anyone and it's like badly shot like her tumbling when they're like leaving Alpha 60 for good. Oh god. And she's just like throwing herself oh, against yeah. walls. It's like what the fuck is this direction? Like okay, and, and then people just be like crazy. Well, I was going to say like everybody was oh. doing some weird sort of shit, but it was like what like did yeah. they have some sort of hive mind that when the computer died, they all just like stopped yeah. being able to like function? Yeah. Like is that Legit what thought we're I supposed to be like getting out of this? Like I don't my god <laughs> should i just roll through a bunch of shit that i wrote down because i feel like nothing matters at all i was just gonna say onto the <laughs> yeah. onto the old movies comment as someone who who does enjoy turner classic movies uh oh. one of my all... favorite things it's just quick sidebar for uh <laughs> just give you guys a, an insight to back when we lived together <laughs> it's like uh every once in a while i would say maybe like once a month or so, uh, I would get a text from Tierney that's like, hey, uh, I just checked the schedule and Turner Classic Movies has these five movies coming up over the next week and a half. Can you just set the DVR for me? <laughs> and our DVR was just constantly loaded with like random Turner Classic Movies that Tierney had texted me while we were both at work, for the record. And she was just like, hey, can you set the DVR on your phone so that I can be sure to record these things that are airing on Turner Classic Movies like a week from now? And I was like, yeah, I got you, girl. <laughs> but those are anyway, classics. As you were. Those are things like, uh, like Hitchcock. Ooh, I just knocked my my phone over uh there are things like like a a hitchcock movie or like a i don't know another classic but they weren't (laughs) like i don't know this was i like old movies and this wasn't a good old movie yeah i was gonna say old movies i think the majority of old movies are bad but there are some that are really good yeah i think i'm just a shithead about it but it's like movies like this really drive it home for me and then Mm -hmm. i'm like ah of course i didn't like this well i think so i think the thing and we can also tie nashville back into this too it's like it's an old movie it's an old movie that's somehow because like this movie to not to step on our toes of a future part of this podcast but like this movie won the golden bear at the berlin film festival which is like a pretty like, relatively prestigious film festival. Like, it's not quite as highly regarded as, like, Venice or Toronto, but, like, it's 
pretty significant. So, like, this movie did win some awards. So I think, just to, like, your thought, Matt, um, Mm -hmm. it's like, when you see a movie like this that is an older movie that, like, got recognition for whatever reason but isn't good, like, I feel like you almost, like course correct and you're just like no 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 no. i have to talk about how all movies are all old movies are bad because the ones that are supposedly good aren't good which is again not to say that all old movies are bad but i could definitely see that like like when you're like i've told i've been told my whole life that this movie is worthwhile and i should watch it and then when i finally watch it i'm like why the fuck was i told that i should watch that movie like can anybody give me a valid reason why i wasted x amount of time doing this thing like, I, 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 I get the impulse to be like, no, fuck old movies. <laughs> like, yeah. And especially, like, which like how do you know which ones are the good ones, right? Like, if you've yeah. been told that Nashville's a great, like, an all-time American classic film, and you watch it, you're like, that fucking piece of shit? Like, like yeah. how do I know which ones I can go back to? And, like, it's not about, like, when it was made. Sure. The idea that te- that the technology getting better has allowed for movies to at least look better for the most part, and like as much as you can complain about like oh there's no like true black in Marvel movies or like oh everything is just fake and CGI these days like there's a sense of like Wait, what about Marvel movies? Marvel like doesn't have any like true color black. It's always like gray or like dark gray and so there's no like darkness there's no depth in their movies it all Mm -hmm. feels very like flat and the same very much like a television episode which is like why it's the sense of like visual uh constant like oh it's all the same thing there are some movies that are darker Mm -hmm. like black panther has a lot of like really deep colors yeah very big contrasts um, and then I think later movies like Doctor Strange even and stuff like that have like, you know, played with the darkness a little more, but they're all like very flat and, and like muted. Um, but even when still they're a sense in space, like, yeah, yeah, it's always like green or like vaguely <clears throat> dark gray. Why haven't I realized this? There's a video that does like a comparison, and you're like, oh yeah, that's how movies look. And I was then you say, look at the Marvel one, and you're like, oh, is it really that, like, washed out? Once once you see it, you can't unsee it. Like, because I never, I never thought that there was, like, an issue with Marvel movies. Like, in terms of, like, the color correction. I was like, yeah, they, they look fine. And, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is, like, out in space. It's pretty colorful. Like, everything's fine. And then I saw this, like, video essay that somebody did about, like, the, co- the color correction. And I was like oh and and like i still like those movies they're still fun but like Mm -hmm. in terms of like in terms of that color correction once you are aware of it you're just like oh no now every time i watch one of these they just they all look just like kind of faded and washed out like the the primary culprit is like and the one that like gets referenced the most often is the um the airport fight sequence in uh captain america civil war Cause like everything about that just feels like this dull gray, and you're like, this is a dope battle sequence, like a dope mm-hmm. comic book battle sequence. This should look like vivid. <laughs> it's just kind of like, 
Yeah, I guess, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Scarlett Johansson's outfit? Well, That's I mean, it's like... Gray? The the way it's it's presented, it always looks not truly dark black. The way, like, when you're looking at the zoom screen right now, everything, everything that's not us is, like, black. Like, a very clear, dark, flat black. Mm-hmm. There's, like, none of that is allowed in Marvel movies. And so, like, backgrounds will be, like, brightened or, like, edges will be softened. Like, stuff like that where, like, the contrast is always just so minimal and everything is just, like, very much the same lighting. And like this a obviously wash. doesn't... Yeah, yeah. It, it, everything just feels kind of washed out. I'm going to have I mean, to watch this. I was looking to see if there are pictures. There's a good I video was, that does the, it. The, I was going to say, the one that I saw was like a eight minute like video essay that some guy did. And they do it a lot with like Thor. Yeah. And just like everything's well lit. Everything is always ill. well lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's one that's like, like they do a side by side of Thor and, and Loki. I don't think you can see it mm-hmm. when I just turned it yeah. on. But like you go from the one of them like vibrant with like the colors being saturated and then the one other one like Loki looks unwell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But in any case, like you watch a movie like this and like the camera's only able to do so much. Uh like the tracking shot of like walking through a hallway in a hotel is like I've seen it done better. And, like, that's okay to, I think, accept that, like, the technology allows films to uh, be greater versions of what they can be. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, watching a play on, like, black and white film where people are just, like, moving side to side in a room and, like, barely any edits and, like, the pacing is slowed down because it's just, like, walk watching people walk is, like, clearly this is not good filmmaking it's just what they could do at the time and so to be like philadelphia story is one of the best movies ever it's like it for the time but like we can move on and accept that newer movies are better than this and it's okay like we should be able to say (laughs) clearly this movie uh that had attention put into editing and color correction and, and sound editing and everything that goes into making a movie uh total combination of talents is better than a movie that has like a minute of credits and most of it's just like the extras in the background so uh i just want to let you guys know that i figured out what i'm going to write for the description for this episode Mm -hmm. and it's just going to be quote thor the dark world greater than a philadelphia story (laughs) and quote matt fox So, I'm glad we got there. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know if I even believe that. But, I mean, maybe. Uh, but I just found this movie to be, like, we don't have to keep talking about how bad old movies are. I just want that to be known, that I don't care what people think anymore. I'm sticking by this opinion. And also, I thought it was pretty weird when uh, uh, Lemmy Caution, the name of our lead character, Lemmy caution so fuck yeah finish says, finish what you were gonna say sorry pretty pretty sphinx pretty sphinx pretty sphinx and he just repeats pretty sphinx and I, oh, for yeah. no discernible reason and i was just yeah like, i just wrote that down because it's an example of like 
what is any of this for? What are we talking about? Why are we doing this? Yeah, I felt like there was a lot of, like, annoying repetition in this movie. Like, when Mm -hmm. the Alpha 60 was, like, saying whether or not a room was occupied. I was just like, really? (laughs) Why Why is this voiceover happening? I can watch them not walk into the room. I think I can assume that 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 means that that room is occupied or at least they're not going into it for some other reason. I don't fucking care why they're going into the room that they go into. Why is this happening? Um, I would say the worst repetition is them just in hallways and glass rooms. Yeah. And that neon sign. (laughs) At one point when the camera is like, the camera focuses on, so it's a, like, E equals MC squared equation, and the camera focuses on the MC part, and then it's, like, super zoomed in on the MC part of this neon light, and then it, like, pans up to show the squared, but, like, like you said, Matt, it's literally a neon light, like, you can see, like, all of the parts that are blocked off, so they're not showing, like, light, you, it's just, like, what the fuck? Like, I, I can yeah, go like, into, like, cares? any bar and, like, get really close to a neon light and be like, yep, that's how neon lights work. Like, who fucking cares? Like, yeah. Ugh. Um, real quick on the Lemmy Caution thing. Yeah. Uh, when I first saw that, I was like, what a dumb fucking name. Same. And then I was like, is it a dumb name? And then I was like... <laughs> I think I kind of like that name, and now I'm like, no, fuck that. It's so yeah. stupid. I'm very Lemmy. out on Lemmy Caution. Lemmy Caution. <laughs> or, uh, what was this fake? Ivan, like Ivan Johnson. Johnson. Ivan Johnson. <laughs> I'm from New York, and he talks like he's, he, he's, he's French. Or actually, he's an American-born actor. I actually did see that. He's an American-born actor, yeah. weirdly enough. Um, I didn't Caution. do any also, reading on this movie. Good, fine. That's. Fine. I wish that, like, on the one hand, I wish that I wouldn't have done it, but then I also wouldn't understand anything that happened in this. Yeah, film. Like, I feel like sometimes it, it's you know, <laughs> do you need to? It's know? a it's a real ignorance is bliss situation, and I'm jealous of you. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, I, I went uh, down some rabbit holes, and now I'm like, well, that was some amount of time of my life that I'm never getting back. In addition to the hour and a half actually watching this movie that I'm never getting back. <laughs> Remember how the doctor's names were Heckle and Jekyll? Yeah. There were a lot of literary references in this. Yeah. Nosferatu was in there, and I was like, oh, I know who that guy is now. Which also, that just seems like... Because uh, of our Zachary Pinto bean conversation? Oh, God. But, like, that kind of shit, too, where they were just like, all the people here are mutants. They were just, like, using words in the vicinity of sci-fi and uh, yes there was a lot of that a lot yeah like like, why nosferatu sorry i'm Uh, laying down (laughs) (laughs) um but oh i uh the one thing i thought was cool to see maybe inspired something else was uh supercomputer talking to lemmy caution and testing him on like his responses and his emotionality Mm-hmm. It's the baseline test from 2049. I was like, oh, this is baseline. Okay, okay. That test is in the original Blade Runner. <laughs> but that's the Turing test. They say that that's the Turing test. Okay. The baseline test is a robot 
talking to you and checking your emotions. Okay. Whereas the Turing test is, are you acting like a human? That's fair. I did notice or there were that some uh, precursor type things for Arrival too, with the, what they took out of language to make them into robots, and I was like, hmm, Colin's oh. probably not going to want to hear that. <laughs> um, God, your... him taking pictures, I hated it. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like so I was talking earlier about how there were things that happened to this movie that made me want to watch other movies uh-huh. uh, that scene that you were just talking about made me want to watch Blade Runner and we all know how much I fucking hate Blade Runner <laughs> so like that's uh, I, th- I feel like that says all that I need to say about my thoughts on Alphaville <laughs> that like a part of this movie made me want to watch a movie that I've hated for several years. <laughs> so, and it's like it also reminded me of Gattaca, long. the stairway. What? What stairway? The one where he, I think it's in the beginning when he's like going to meet the the daughter. There's like a spiral staircase that oh, looks yeah. very like uh, Gattaca like DNA. Um, which DNA. I love Gattaca. <laughs> What? <laughs> the movie Gattaca. Yeah. <laughs> but Gattaca. But Gattaca. So, the initials of it are DNA. I know, but just to be like, DNA. <laughs> Alright, fine. So, the movie Gattaca, also known as DNA. <laughs> no, I was talking so, about the staircase. This, see, oh, right. the, staircase. the staircase. The staircase looks like I DNA. See. Like it looks like a DNA double helix. I meant which... to look like the movie production. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but... Architecture and design was cool. <laughs> Lots of contrast. It was cool was the cool. first time you saw it. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. Uh, I th- oh, and then when he kills that guy in the phone booth. Uh, and the guy tries to hold his cigarette before he gets murdered. I was like, what's happening here? He's just like, oh, I got one more drag before I get stabbed in this phone booth. Which also happens, like, I guess. Like, it's just the worst action. It's just I, the most garbage action. I did love, though, that they, like, were like, oh, in this, in this future world, we're going to have inner space travel and supercomputers. But they were like... You still have to go somewhere to talk on the phone. <laughs> you won't have a phone in your pocket. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Worst predictive future that's happened so far. <laughs> to be fair, that's no that's in uh, 2001 also. Like, when he's on the, the plane, he, like, goes into that little booth. I mean, it's a video call, so it's slightly different. But, like, he does have to go into a booth to, like, to, like, actually talk to somebody on Earth. Fair. But... Um, I think that's all I had as notes. I also thought the end was stupid if he's like, you have to learn how to say I love you on your own. And she's like, I love you? I don't remember that. I already blocked it out of my mind. That might have been been a part where I was walking around doing other things. But I know that in in French. I feel like I would have caught that. Well, she says it one word at a time, so if you were doing other things, you probably wouldn't have come together as I love you. It's like, whatever, like, she says the first part, and then there's, like, a really long pause while she's, like, 
je, sure, thank you. Yeah, je so she's like, me. je. And then she has this, like, look on her face like she's trying really hard to figure out what the next word is. And it's like, I don't fucking care. Also, like, I don't really believe that they loved each other. No, no way. Like, <laughs> she's also just, half his age. This like, that just came out of man. nowhere. <laughs> I hate him. I hate Lemmy Caution. <laughs> do you hate Lemmy Caution or do you hate Eddie Constantine, the actor? Or both? You make that decision. Is he related to... Oh, never mind. I was going to say oh, uh, David Carradine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, but boy. Wasn't David Carradine's dad famous? Mm. His brother was. Keith and David are brothers. I'm going to look it up. The, I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, Eddie Constantine's... Uh, Eddie Constantine named his first son Lemmy Constantine. He named his son after his most famous uh, character that he portrayed. Oh, wow. Wow, you went deep on your research for this one. I needed to know who this dude was, because I (laughs) couldn't care less to see a movie that he's been in otherwise. That seems fair. Uh, There Uh, were just so many cool uh, swings and misses. Constantly missing. Sometimes not even taking the swing, but, like, seeing the shot that could have been taken. Yeah, I, I didn't, like absolutely hate this movie because i do think there were like some parts of it that were like kind of fun and or interesting um but it like none of it was from a story standpoint because anytime there was any story involved i was just like this is dumb and i hate it but uh i really liked a shot fairly early on when lemmy's in his car and like the lighting of that shot is really cool where he's just like his face is like entirely shrouded in darkness and you can just kind of see like his torso and then he like lights a cigarette, and so like when the when the lighter is also the the flame on that lighter that he has is out so of control. Tall. It's so tall. It's so much. Yeah, it's like literally a torch. Like he's it's like a carrying around campfire. Yeah, he's carrying around a blowtorch to light cigarettes every once in a while. Just and he unbelievable. Has to shoot it to turn it on. What a stupid. So dangerous. But anyway, uh, when he lights the cigarette you can like see his entire face and then the like he puts the lighter out and his face goes back to darkness but like there's still like the really really like clear distinct lit cigarette that's kind of giving like a little bit of a glow i was like oh that's a pretty dope shot like i that actually looks really cool Mm -hmm. um so that was like one like thing that kind of jumped out and i was like okay godard i I see you i see you over here i see you godard (laughs) So David Carradine's dad was a film, a, a, a film movie star actor. Oh, a movie star! He was in Grapes of Wrath, uh, uh, Stagecoach. Um, those seem to be the big ones that I found. Bride of Frankenstein had an uncredited walk, on roll. As an uncredited walk. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I needed to add more after that. I knew what you meant, but it was funny the way that you just kind of like stopped there. I was like, that'd be cool if you just had like an uncredited walk. <laughs> Typically we call them extras, but <laughs> um, but he he's an old dude, as you might have guessed by the age of David. Right. Yeah. Um checks out. Uh, yeah, I don't really. The whole uh, Chinatown scenario where he's his father and his brother. 
Sorry, everyone, I just spoiled Chinatown for you. <laughs> Jack Nicholson plays his father and his brother. No, I meant that David Carradine is John Carradine's brother and father. Oh. Not actually. Just in Did you guys ever see the movie The Stupids with Tom Arnold? No. No. Is that the caveman movie? <laughs> Oh, that's the crudes. No. <laughs> I can't believe the crudes got referenced on this podcast. Who would have thought it would sneak its way Uh No, the only reason I brought it up is because uh, in the movie, Tom Arnold sings the song, I'm My Own Grandpa. Oh, my dad knows that song. That song's real fun. That whole movie is just unbearably bad. (laughs) Is it worse than Alphaville? Yeah, honestly. I I think I would rather watch Alphaville again (laughs) over The Stupids. (laughs) Which I watched one time in my life and was one... It was like five times too many, honestly. Memorable, though. Um, I don't have anything else I want to say about this movie. It's been fun uh, trash-talking it, though. Yeah, you yeah. want to get a tattoo about it, though? <laughs> I will say, the uh, the Alpha 60 logo that kept flat, like, where it literally yes. is just, like, the Greek Alpha with the, like, Roman, like, like six zero after, I guess not Roman, that would be... Um, that would be a bunch of letters. <laughs> just a bunch of letters. It'd be a VX. Um, <clears throat> but that actually did look pretty dope. And, they're, like, yeah. if I gave any fucks about this movie, I'd be like, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Totally so agree I'll be honest, I forgot uh, what uh, Alpha looked like, and I just kept thinking that it just looked like a really fat, like, Jesus fish. Because, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> like, the tails on an Alpha I don't uh, think of as, like, being like that, versus, like, there's those, like, you know the Jesus fishes I'm talking about? Yeah, no, about? no, no. It looks like, yeah. like a yeah. short one that was just, like, real fat. Because I could be like, what is that symbol? (laughs) Uh, Oh, I love that. So, yeah, so what I'll do is uh, I'll get a Jesus fish, but then the number 60 after it. It'll be like a real real deep cut. For for people who have seen this movie and also have listened to our podcast. And you, you can have, like, just so they know that it's like an alpha, like a fat Jesus fish. It's eating a burger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta know that has a mouth. And then pooping out the 60. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you spend time on this set? No. Uh, no, of course not. Yeah. No way. I would go to Paris. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hang out on this set with these people. Yeah, this is people. the first set that I haven't wanted to go to. <laughs> I know, I feel like this is such a gimme, but also, like, in this one, no. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't care I'm not... about any of the props. I don't care about... I would go to these buildings alone. I don't want to be with this crew or this <laughs> cast. So you... So... So you would want to spend time on the set in the tyranny definition where she's like, yeah, I'll take a free trip to wherever we're going. It's like, no, no, no. no. That's not, not in the go- spirit of this question. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go if the cast and crew are there. So you don't want to hang on the set. You don't want to hang out with your, your new boy, Godard? No way. Call him Gene Luke. 
Gene Luke. Hey, What's up, Gene? Gene Lucas. Gene Lucas. What up, my dude? Gene <laughs> Lucas Goddard. Goddard. <laughs> That'd probably, like, kill him. I was going to say, I think he'd probably appreciate that. Um, so it was nominated yeah, I, for stuff. It wasn't nominated for anything. Oh, good. Which I'm happy about. It, I mean, like I said, it did win Band the... It did win the um, Berlin Film Festival. Maybe the Golden Bear didn't mean anything back then. (laughs) Look, uh, what do we have around? Golden Bear? (laughs) Here you go. Have at it. (laughs) Yeah, you know. I mean... What are the other categories? I don't think there are categories for the Berlin Film Festival. Oh, no, I just meant for the the podcast. Oh, no, that's it. Just yeah, what, real what quick answers. To. No, we don't want to hang out here. No, we don't want any tattoos. And no, it shouldn't win any awards. It, it barely won anything, and that's the correct response. Oh. Yeah, I thought you were asking me to tell you the categories for the Berlin Film Festival. No. I was like, I don't know why that's relevant to anything. But Matt, don't you feel like Lemmy Caution should have been nominated for Best Actor? There it is. Look at um, him. Yes, because he has so much emotion, especially when he shoots that lighter on, which I found to be a stupid, memorable moment. That also, we we talked about earlier how he like shoots the breasts of the woman in like the call centerfold. them what they actually are because that he word shoots... is gross. <laughs> I hate the word breast. Titties. Yes. He shoots the titties. Have I told you guys that my sister and I refer like we both don't like the word? Breast <laughs> and so we refer we refer to like chicken as chicken titties. Chicken titties. <laughs> You've told us that. I also think it's really important since this is an auditory medium that everybody knows that when Tierney was just getting ready to say that word, she looked like she was gonna throw up. Yeah. She's like she's like, my sister and I, we both hate the word breast. <laughs> but I've even I got We'll be like in the in the grocery store, and Owen will be like, "Do we need chicken titties?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Uh, another another thing we do is the word like, "Keep me abreast of your like time, keep me whatever you yeah, it's keep me a titty." <laughs> um, anyway, so he like shoots the titties. Uh-huh. on this like <laughs> magazine or whatever um, but, <laughs> and then he shoots the lighter but uh-huh. like a minute earlier he was just like firing at random and not killing somebody and he has a line of dialogue where he's like oh I'm losing it or whatever the hell he says it's like what yeah. <laughs> and then he needed to regain it by shooting some titties by shooting some tit, yeah, okay. By We're- blowing his pistol's load on those tits. <laughs> <laughs> Firing his load. <clears throat> through you guys, those I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure of his load to just like completely <laughs> blow a hole in that magazine. Uh, no, it just man. went straight into her, like, just her went... face after that. Oh <laughs> and then the next time it rains, it just goes right through. 
<laughs> she goes on a date. <laughs> They're like, dude, what happened? She's like, awesome, dude. You blew his love in my titties. But there was such a backlog, blew a hole through him. <laughs> Start calling her Swiss cheese. Oh my god! <laughs> she got the holy titties. Holy shit! Oh well, oh, you boy. know what else is holy? <laughs> what? Said, you know what else is holy? Every girl's titties after they come across. Let me caution. Let me gosh, let me caution you. Let me go on a date with him. <laughs> you might end up with some holy titties. That's why his name's Let Me Caution. Hey, let me caution you. Oh boy. We just found uh, the <laughs> You guys, I'm back in Alphaville. Greatest yeah. movie of all time. <laughs> Pretty lit. Pretty lit. Oh, Holy God. shit. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, that was fun. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. The last thing I want to say about Alphaville. <laughs> oh, ever, probably. <laughs> Let's hope so. I gotta, I, I gotta turn Tierney's <laughs> screen off because I just keep seeing her laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, I'll try and behave um, myself. <laughs> <laughs> I said this last time we recorded, and I think it just needs to be reiterated that we uh, we clearly need to keep recording at night because like the, <laughs> the further past Tierney's bedtime, it gets the. the the wilder the conversation gets. So, um, yeah, we found my prime here. I was gonna say, like, honestly, we should probably start recording right around now for future references. Like, get this gold all the way through. <laughs> um, but no, are you guys familiar with the song uh, "Forever Young," the '80s version? It was my senior prom theme. Uh, did you know that the band who sang that is called Alphaville because they I, love this movie? <laughs> I multiple times accidentally clicked on their Wikipedia when trying to click on this movie's Wikipedia. So I think, and I was like, like, God damn it! Yeah, like there, there are some good things that came out of Alphaville. <laughs> I like that I song, <laughs> but it wasn't my senior prom theme. So <laughs> I don't know if I know that song. I'm just thinking of the Jay Z song. Uh, so the J- yeah, the Jay Z song sampled. Oh, yeah. So never mind then. Um, what have you guys been up to this week? Have you watched anything worse than Alphaville? <laughs> no, I watched uh, potentially one of the best movies ever made. <gasps> what? Oh, that's right. Paddington Two. I watched Paddington Two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> which my guess is Colin was able to guess that because I texted him. Yeah. Or I texted the both of them and said, uh, let me once again remind you all that it is a travesty that Paddington 2 was not nominated for Best Original Screen or Best Adapted Screenplay, nor 
was Hugh Grant nominated for Best Actor, yeah. Supporting Actor. Unforgivable that he was not nominated. Like, the screenplay should have been nominated, but I'm not, like, gonna fight anybody over it. But, like, I would get into a fight over Hugh Grant not getting nominated. It's un... Yeah. He's well, so good in that. He's <laughs> uh, also, like... What, who was? I'm gonna look up who... You guys, I'm still listening, yeah. but I'm gonna look up who was nominated that year. The... Uh, oh, fuck. What was I going to say about Paddington? Oh, if you want to put Paddington 2 is greater than Philadelphia Story, I would accept that. That is accurate. Okay. So we would do Paddington 2 is greater than Thor the Dark World, which is greater than or equal to the Philadelphia Story. <laughs> sure. <laughs> is, is that what I'm getting from you? Yes. Correct. <laughs> Oh God! Um, um, I had something that I watched that I was I wanted to talk about, but I forget now. Um, all right, I'll I'll talk about what I did. Fine. To give both of you a little bit of time to figure out what you've been up to, uh, I wa- I rewatched all of the Scream movies, mm-hmm. and they're real fun. They're so fun. Uh, not really scary anymore because I've seen them a hundred times, but. Uh, I remember, like, the first one I saw, I was, like, over at a friend's house. It was, like, a party, like, a block party. And, like, all the kids were in the basement watching a movie. And, like, Scream was the one that got selected. And I was, like, somewhere in the 8 to 10 range. Definitely too young to be seeing the opening sequence with Drew Barrymore and like that movie freaked me the fuck out for the longest time. And I was just like terrified of that movie. And then I finally watched it in high school and I was like, Oh, this is super fun. And like, <laughs> like it is scary in like the, you know, slasher way, but it's like really like clever too. Um, and I really, the first one holds up really well. Um, diminished returns on the second and third, like even like that's always been true, but like that definitely held true on my most recent rewatch. Um, <clears throat> but Scream Four is pretty solid. Like it's definitely not as good as the first one, but Tyrion's uh, <laughs> just nodding along. Mm, Have you mm. seen any of the Scream movies, Tyrion? I've seen parts of them. When oh, okay, same. same. So I know like the school and. Okay, I know um, the but school. yes. <laughs> you know, they, you know, the school. They're high schoolers. There's a school involved at some point. Um, but yeah, that, that mo- those movies are really fun, and uh, would would recommend if you're if you're in the market for uh, some little little spoopy this just season. A spoop. But just a little spoop. I mean, like they're still sl- slashers, so they're like pretty obvious and predictable. But like, I think they're pretty fun. And Scream Four is. Good. And they're making a fifth one. God bless all of us. Are they doing Scream 4 colon ice cream? <clears throat> I think that... No, Scream 4 is just <laughs> called Scream 4, but I do... such a look on his face. Sorry about it. She's not sorry, for the record. <laughs> uh, for anybody who's listening at home, she is not at all sorry about what she's just done. <laughs> I did look up... so. Paddington 2 is tricky because it technically came out in 2017 in England. England, right. And then it came out in 2018 in the United States. So it depends mm. which It probably category. would have been eligible for the 2018 awards that were given out in 2019, would be my guess. 
So would that be the ninety, the twenty nineteen Oscars or the twenty eighteen Oscars? Well, I think they're officially considered the twenty nineteen Oscars, even okay. though they give awards for movies that came out in twenty eighteen, which is like an annoyance that I have. Like I, I understand that the ceremony takes place in twenty nineteen, but it should be the twenty eighteen Oscars because it's awarding movies from twenty eighteen. That's just my own thing. So, so as you were. <laughs> If that's the case, uh, Brad Pitt won for Cliff Booth. Uh, that's, uh, uh, we're looking at the wrong time. one. You're, you're looking at the ones that were given out in 2020. Okay. So it's 2018. To to, yeah. Sorry. Okay. So Mahershala, Mahershala Ali won for Don Shirley for Green in the Book. Green Book. Adam Driver was nominated uh, Sam Elliott was nominated. Richard E. Grant was nominated. Oh, yeah. And For, Sam... uh, will you ever forgive me? Yeah, Jack can you Hawk. Ever forgive me? And then Jack Sam Hawk. Rockwell for Vice. Oh, oh, sure. That was a good category. Who, I don't think who, Hugh Grant deserved it. Who are we cutting? Hugh who Grant. Is Richard, who's Richard <laughs> Grant? <laughs> Not Hugh Grant, and he uh, should be there, and Hugh Grant should be cut. Did you see that movie? That movie wasn't very good. He was good in it, but that movie wasn't very good. I thought it was fine. Rise of okay. Skywalker? Is that the movie? Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> what was the movie, though? Can uh, you ever forgive can me? Can you ever forgive me? Can you ever forgive me? It was the Melissa McCarthy joint. Oh, that one. I watched it on a plane. That's Is what it I, good? That's my story about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's Is about it forgery. Better than, better than Hugh Grant. I think Richard E. Grant was really good. He was like basically the my favorite thing about that movie. Yeah, that's fair. And what about uh, Sam Elliott? A Star Is Born. He's one of my He's favorite things about A Star Is Born. <laughs> <laughs> um, who are we? Co- I mean, maybe Mahershala. He won. He, I know he won, and he's really but good. Green, but he but already won. He literally won two years earlier for Moonlight, which he deserved it for. In which Green is Book, way better. Like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should have just added a person and put Hugh Grant in. <laughs> just... They should give him a lifetime achievement. Was, well, they should have just given him like an like a special one. Well, here's the like, thing: Paddington Two is so special that we're just gonna like. <laughs> we're going to have the normal ceremony, but then we're just going to give you another one because Paddington 2 is worthy of us giving you another one. So <laughs> if you were to put it with the with the British movies and it had a limited release, so it could be qualified for the previous year, Sam Rockwell won that year. So he's nominated for two three years billboards, in a row. right? Yeah. yeah. And then you also had Woody Harrelson, Harrelson for three billboards. I can't talk anymore. You had Willem Dafoe for Florida something. Project. Oh yeah, Florida, Florida Project. Project. It just says the it just says the characters' names. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had Richard Jenkins. Shape of Water. Oh right. Oh yeah. He's, no, he he's good in Shape in of that. Water. He was really uh, good in that movie. Christopher Plummer. Oh yeah, get him the fuck out of there. That was yeah, from okay. All the Money in the World. That was the one oh, where they. Oh yeah, get they had out. To, it was the one where Kevin Spacey was playing John Getty, and they had to like reshoot the entire movie in like six weeks so they oh. could make the release window. <laughs> yeah, get him out of there. Yeah. Also, Chris, Christopher Plummer won for uh, Beginners, and he's really good in that. Sure. And that movie is fantastic. So yeah. All right. Yeah. 
All right, so we found a way. I'm glad we found a way to get Hugh Grant his Oscar nomination for a movie yeah. that came out two Let or three years know. ago for a children's <laughs> movie. <laughs> children. <laughs> he is really good in it, though. He's so good in that movie. He's very good. That movie also, is very good. Nicole Kidman's really good in the first one, too. Like, not she quite is. as good as Hugh Grant is in the second one, but she's really good in the first oh, one. I can't wait for Baddington 3. Oh, yeah, but uh, Paul King's not going to be involved. Or at least, like, he's not directing. And I heard Paddington dies at the end of it. <laughs> Shut okay. up. I almost thought he died in Paddington, too. I got really scared when he was in that train car the first time I saw it. And then watching it the other day, I started, like, tearing up. Don't spoil uh, it, because maybe he dies and people want to know. Uh, does his... Uh, Paul King's writing partner, are they still writing it together? The guy who's normally the security guard who always thinks that the like Hugh Grant is the nun and then uh, <laughs> that's the, the writing partner <laughs> yeah he's the one who writes him with them I think his name Why is like Simon doing... Farnaby here's the here's the question it is Why Simon not... Farnaby <laughs> why don't we just do a Paddington 2 episode if we're going to talk about it all day? I considered making my <laughs> next pick Paddington 2. Why don't, let's just start now, keep recording, yeah. and we're just going to tack a Paddington podcast onto Alphaville. Um, <clears throat> what a double feature. I'm looking to okay, see. Okay, so uh, the producer said that a third film was likely to happen, but Paul King would not be back to direct, though he would still be involved in a prominent creative capacity. So I don't know if that means he's like definitely going to write it, but like he'll probably help develop the story, if nothing else. So, you know, bless us for that. Oh, also, on a somewhat related note, <clears throat> I watched, uh, to keep you guys a titty of <laughs> my sister's... Uh, Disney movie rewatched that we've been doing. We watched Winnie the Pooh the other night, uh, which Winnie the Pooh is a very, 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 very delightful character. But that movie is an hour and fifteen minutes, and it's so fucking long. <laughs> it's like, like, it's, like by the end of minute thirty, you're like, I get it. Like, I understand. Pooh is cute, and he likes honey. Let's just be done with this. And then it keeps going for another 45 minutes. It's so long. But. Woozles. You got the very blustery day. You got got Pooh stuck in the tree because he's trying to get the honey. Pooh's always getting stuck in the tree, you know? He's getting stuck in my tree, you know what I mean? That means that Pooh gets stuck in my butthole. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I was like, that's a weird, a weird thing that happened that like, cause I don't know when, when did the Paddington books, like, when were those a thing? Like, were they contemporaries with, uh, no, I think after. No, yeah. Paddington, I feel like is, is, and could just be the age that I read them or were like the same as the Berenstein Bears. Oh, I think Paddington's older than. Oh, it definitely is, but in my mind, they're the same. In the same way that (laughs) uh, Helen Mirren is the same age as Angela Lansbury. (laughs) 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 What Uh, a disparity. (laughs) (laughs) Paddington's first appearance was in 1958, so, okay, never mind. But I was going to say, for whatever reason, I thought they were, like, moderate, like, somewhat contemporary, and I was like, it's a weird thing that we... Just had two prominent children's story bear characters that were very obsessed with sweet, like, 
like spreads. Like we've got yeah. Winnie the Pooh and Honey. <laughs> we've got Paddington and Marmalade. Just like a weird thing. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. But I anyway, had both as stuffed animals as a child. Oh. And I loved them a lot. Oh man. Um, I went to Disney World <laughs> earlier this year. You know, back when you could travel and go to places like Disney World, and uh, had breakfast I think one day you can still at go some to place. Disney World. You can now, yeah. It was shut down for a while, but um, what's the name of the place that I had breakfast at? Crystal Matt? Palace. Yeah, <laughs> went to Crystal Palace, and it was like a character brunch, and so Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore all came around. I took pictures with all of them. I sent them to Matt, and I was like, jealous much. <laughs> And he was honestly so rude. He was he was so <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Except also, uh, my favorite thing adjacent to that is the little boy who's afraid of uh, Eeyore, and, uh, and screams <laughs> and screams after saying hi to Eeyore. Uh, one of the most important videos, if you've got a chance, go on YouTube, type in "Hi Eeyore," and watch the America's Funniest Home Video uh, that my friend Jim recommended to me a decade ago. Uh, that is called Hot Eeyore, and he's a little boy, and he does not like the costume characters, and it's very funny. That's what I've been watching. Did you figure out what you have been watching? Yeah, I actually wrote a okay. huge list. I had a lot of things. I'm oh very, boy. I'm watching everything. Uh, so I watched another episode of Good Lord Bird with Ethan Hawke. Have you still not watched the first episode? Correct. <laughs> Because it's on Showtime only, and I have to, like, watch it downstairs, and I just ha- never have a chance to, like, watch something in the family room. Anyway. Wait, do you guys have Showtime? Like, do you have, like, a cable package with Showtime? No. Uh, Hannah is using uh, her appearance. Can you not, like, log into Showtime anytime? I don't want to get... I don't want to... I, I, I don't want to make it a whole thing where I'm logging into everyone's thing with other devices, Okay. That's fine. I was just like, if you want to watch the first episode of that show, like, I will, there are I ways will, that it can eventually. be done. What I'm, I'm saying always nervous, is though, that, that people will get a note, like, people's parents will get a notification when I sign in. Right. Same. And as you found when I signed into Hulu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it when my brother logs into Netflix, so. Um, I finished Primal. Which was a very cool animated series. Is it, like, done for good? I no, there's, I think, the five Tom episodes Ford coming movie. out this month. Primal? No, that's Nocturnal Animals. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nocturnal Animals came up on a podcast that I was listening to the other day. I was like, I have not thought of that movie since we walked out of the theater two yeah. years ago. That's and funny. now it's, like, come up in several conversations very recently. It's bizarre. Yikes. That movie's not good. Um, sorry, I also not sorry, watched... Matt. It's fine. I'll just keep getting interrupted if that's okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I watched Stop Making Sense. Uh, oh, how was that? Talking, it's fucking cool. David Byrne's cool. Did you and watch that Prime. in preparation for yes. American Utopia? Yes. Is that what the and name of the new we're one? we're going to watch the uh, color code or something. Like that color. I don't know. Constant color or something like that, which is his other one that was like color guard routines, but with David Byrne music. Oh, interesting. And my friend Will saw it in new york when we went there in 2015 where did you watch that making sense uh we rented it on uh, uh prime i think oh, okay sorry i interrupted or it was streaming um but it was very cool and i highly recommend it 
And I, uh, I didn't realize how much I liked the talking heads, but turns out I love the talking heads. They're fucking cool. Sure uh, are. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of psycho killers in uh, Alphaville, psycho killer. Um, I also watched Prime or uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Read the li- wrong line on my phone. I almost said Primal again. No, so we I know. Watched this we show called Primal, and I don't know if I mentioned it, but I also watched Primal. Um, but I've got a. Uh, I did watch on our projector Primal, uh, and. I <laughs> I, we watched Beetlejuice, which I, I definitely watched as a kid, but genuinely remember maybe five minutes of it. That movie's really fun. Very it's fun. Michael very, Keaton. very fun movie. Yeah. Just at his most key. Just He's not random. wearing pleated khakis, though, so, like, I'm not fully invested in him as a character. Um, yeah. But, you know. I've never like, seen I, it. Here's what I'm going to say. A little disappointed in how little the black and white beetlejuice suit was actually in it he just looks like a schlub for most of it and then he gets yeah. in that suit and i was like what were we waiting for tim burton also danny elfman married to bridget fonda bridget yep. fonda jackie brown uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was an incredible laugh oh my god i need to note, mark the time mark so i can come back to that uh, and the last thing, and the most notable one that I probably should have led with, so I could have talked about it for longer, I watched Trial of Chicago 7. Oh, shit. Yeah. I did it. I watched it. It was have good. You, have you watched I, it yet, T? No, it's on my list. I'm familiar All right, with well, no, with no spoilers. incident yet, though. No spoilers on history, please. Yeah, I also didn't know a lot about this event, so it was all news to me, but... Mm. Uh, Frank Langella really makes you hate him. So that's really yeah. Cool. I kind of like, got that vibe from the trailer. Yeah, he's just the worst. He's great, but he's is that an actor? The worst. Yeah, yeah. he play he plays the judge, right? Yeah, oh. he's yeah. Nixon and Frost Nixon, and now he's the judge, and he's just the most annoying. And that's the point. But you're just like, oh my god, I hate this dude. Uh, and I thought it was good. I thought I thought the ending was a little like cheesy. Hi, have you met Sorkin before? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But is it more cheesy than like a Spielberg ending? Yeah, no, it's on par. It's like yeah, except like it's a real story, and so this is what happened. But it was just presented in a way of like, oh, and I finished Lovecraft Country. Uh, Oh, nice. There was a a car scene on par with the van scene in Pitch Perfect. Uh, I have a. for scenes in which all the characters sing happily together uh, like really hamming it up and just having a great old time I hate watching it on movies I didn't like it in Lovecraft Country I don't like it in Pitch Perfect Uh, it makes me not believe that anything is real because it just looks so fake so that's my review of the first season of Lovecraft Country so I'm still like four episodes behind yeah uh, I can't. I don't even remember Pitch Perfect. Oh, Pitch Perfect! I don't know what that song is either because I blocked that scene out of my brain. Uh, yeah, it's Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Is it really? Yeah, hundred percent. God, I hate. <laughs> I'm not gonna hate Pitch Perfect, y'all. 
My dad chose to watch Pitch Perfect 2, not having seen Pitch Perfect 1, on a plane instead of Mad Max Fury Road, and I was so pissed. It felt like a real betrayal. Oh, I was going to say, couldn't you just watch a different movie? I was watching my own movie, but I started Mad Max Fury Road on that flight because it was available, and you're not not going to watch a little bit of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> but my dad was like, oh, Counterpoint! It looks kind of dumb. And then watched Pitch Perfect 2 and was like, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's what I'm going to say. If you are sitting somewhere where you have, like, an actual screen... And an uh-huh. actual sound system that's not shitty headphones, or maybe even good headphones. I don't know what your dad's working with, but like, and you choose Pitch Perfect over Mad Max Fury Road, then yes, we deserve to shame you. But if you're sitting on an airplane and you've never seen Mad Max Fury Road and you're like, should I watch this movie on a nine inch screen in front of me with these headphones? I, I say no. I say you should save that movie until you can watch Fine. it in a time when you actually appreciate it. Fine. I mean, I watched Widows on a plane, and I thought it was very good still. Sure. I don't think Widows needs to be seen on a giant screen. I think Mad Max Fury Road should be seen on a giant screen. I know we're nearing the end of both the podcast, uh, this episode, and the festival, but I think we should include a new category, which is, would you watch this movie on a plane? Ooh, interesting. Ooh. Uh, so... I'm going to pick my next movie's going to be all sex. <laughs> would you spend so, so time the answer on this to that question is... would you watch this on a plane so, so your next movie is boogie nights or are you just like actually gonna choose a porno <laughs> <laughs> for the next selection of the 2020 film festival we are going to be watching deep throat so <laughs> get ready deep everyone throat. <laughs> let me caution uh, you <laughs> <laughs> Just blows a so, hole through the back of her neck. <laughs> I would watch Alphaville on the plane because I cannot sleep on airplanes, but I think that this movie would get the job done. So. I mean, I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> I kept pausing thinking I'd gotten deep into it and I was 10 minutes in and I was like, I've paused this six times to do something else instead. And then I was like, I gotta really give it the time. It's a shame too that we wait until so close to recording time to to watch it because if you'd watched it like a week ago would you have picked a different movie no i would have swapped it out for certain (laughs) (laughs) but i needed to be compelled to watch this movie Mm -hmm. and if i had watched it and then there was no follow-up i think i would have been even more angry (laughs) i was gonna say at least what a waste of time like we all just had like a really enjoyable hour and a half of our lives yeah Mm -hmm. So like I'm not. We all agree this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. And with that, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs>